welcome to episode 17 of Wise Choice, an official Wise Music podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Adam. And I'm Paula, and we are the Daydream Club. And for this episode... For episode 17... Episode 17. I did say it right, didn't I? You did, you said 17. Okay. I was just Wait, emphasizing that we're okay. still on episode 17. <laughs> <laughs> Hold two minutes thought, in or whatever. I thought I maybe said One a different minute. number and you were emphasizing the right number anyway. No, no. Episode um, 17, what we do, what were you up to? So we're, we're taking a round-the-world trip, a round-the-world dig, if yeah. you will. Um, Our so, digital crate digging. Yeah, a bit of we had a bit of a digging. We were looking. So basically, the whole episode started with the idea of I want to try and find some tracks that are from other places in the world. Maybe you yeah, know. we'll so just explore. Explore a few what's out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exploring what's out there. So kicking off, found a really cool track. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know nothing about it. I just saw that I saw the title. It's uh, Kono Samurai by Yamasuki Singers. I thought, oh, great, okay. Might be on to some kind of Japanese or something here. This is hmm. cool. Anyway, it's French. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But surprise number re- one. <laughs> yeah, surprised me. But it's still, you know, fitted into my I'm going around the world trip. Um, Regardless by cutting, of whether... Putting into two different cultures there. Okay. Um, so the, um, it was released in 1971. And what surprised me, we've already done a whole episode on this person. But then the name pops up again. And it's just amazing how many places he, he got involved. Um, so it was written by Daniel Bongolter Vanguard. Ah, otherwise known dad as Daft again? Punk's dad. Otherwise known as one <laughs> half of Daft Punk's dad. Yeah, Thomas, Thomas yeah. Bangalter. Um, and also f- uh, Belgian producer Jean Kluger. And it's just quite early on in uh, bon- Bongolter's uh, career. Vanguard's career, I should say. That's, he went by Daniel Vanguard for his, oh, okay. his solo stuff. But um, yeah, so uh, I mean, kind of, it's the seventies, so he's mixing. He's got this kind of seventies kind of groove and vibe going, but he's added in this other cultural element, which so, is so a real who nice. Are blend. The Yamasuku singers are they actual? Are they well, an actual singing group? Oh, so I was going to get to that later, but oh, I'll sorry. jump uh, down. So um, apparently, um, uh, Vanguard and Kluger got like, really obsessed with this concept, this idea, right? Um, and they. Re- obsessively researching Japanese culture and the language and artwork and everything. They kind of immersed themselves in all of the culture hmm. and kind of created this concept band. Oh, like a little Sergeant Peppers. Yeah, like it is. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't even know if they really did gigs much or what. I'm not sure. Um, uh, so it also had dance moves to go with it with instructions on the cover sleeve of the album. Whoa, uh, on how to do the dance moves? Yeah, so on Le Monde... Uh, Fabuleux de Yamasuki, which is the fabulous world of Yamasuki. Right. It's kind of like they're introducing this thing, that this idea. This is the fabulous world of this idea we've had kind yeah. of thing. Um, it's cool. It was reissued in 2005 with a really good description as well, which I think just spells it out. So I, what I, it I, is. I I'd say that. So a fuzzed out educational, multicultural psych rock opera from 1971 <laughs> Porto psychedelic hip hop with overweight drum beats and bass lines. That's probably quite yeah. That's good uh, description. I'd say you listen, when you're going to listen to it, yeah. And it is exactly that. It's great. It's great groove. I love, love that the it's vibe. got dance moves that go along with it. Do you know what? That really reminds me of um, like my sister when we were growing up. She had Kylie Minogue's vinyl, and inside that there was like loads of 
uh, dance, dance moves. moves and they had like the whole workout thing yeah it was That's really weird concept to be presented dance I mean, moves was, on paper i feel like that must have been the <laughs> 80s so this is you know this is the 70s that feels like oh the 70s was all about dance though wasn't it it's disco yeah, yeah. um so it makes sense for things to have a set move to go with it so yeah. i guess he was trying to enforce that for the dance floor fun whether that happened or not i don't know but but the, regardless of the it the sound track, that came yeah, out the sound is of it. such a sound and like on every track it's always got these these yamasuki singers it's always in this mass unison which mm. is kind of like it's 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 key like it's it's the sound of it, it isn't is it it's the sound yeah and i love that and now talking of the sound we'll let you listen to it yeah so this is kono samurai by yamasuki singers a vibe it has That's isn't it great it's really really good i'm it's well like up for this uh episode this the week. 70s with a twist of lemon i love it <laughs> yeah yeah just, ooh, yeah nice um yeah it was a real good fight that really set me off on a path that that first something track is like oh okay yeah i can build something around all of this yeah um so then oh, as we do we went digging for a remix or a, a cover or a sample and I found that uh, Erica Badu nice. had sampled it in uh, 2008, The Healer. Hmm. It's cool. I think, I don't know whether it's been slowed down, speed up or pitched, but it's like, I think it's like a tone or semitone lower. Okay. Um, but yeah, great. She's just taking the best bits of it, that cool groove and put it in. 
um, about the track, she says that she traveled, she's traveled all over the world. Everyone prays differently and to different gods, but everyone moves their head in the same way to hip hop wherever you are. <laughs> they feel mm-hmm. it the same. And in that sense, it's bigger than religion. Ooh. Yeah. Big statement, but I get what she's saying. Yeah. I mean, it unites the, everyone. The simplicity the same with that, of like, just that beat. head pop that yeah. everyone does with hip hop. That's it. And I guess it, music in general is so uniting in that yeah. way. You all feel it the same regardless of what language. Yeah. And that's something I kind of wanted to capture on this episode. We don't care about language or anything it's, or where it comes from. It's all just great music. Yeah, exactly. And everyone is inspired by different things, but it all comes out as this thing that anyone can enjoy. I think that's so flipping cool. It is really flipping cool. Music is so flipping cool. I know. And as is this, are we doing a sample or just a a full version? Yeah, I've got a little sample. Yeah, I've got a little snippet of The Healer by Erica Badu. So here it is. So get bopping your head to this. Yeah. cool isn't she yeah great stuff nice so moving on we are actually going to japan now oh did actually find not not via france (laughs) (laughs) so this next artist is called whack whack kingdom um and the track we're going to feature is mum tells me from 2019 okay um and again I, i didn't know anything about these but such a good find yeah um so the track's from the album essay hoisa uh, the the our, the artist is made up of Kiki Hitomi and Shigeru Ishihara, uh, both originally from Japan, lived in the UK for over a decade, and are now based in Leipzig and Berlin. Oh, so we're nice. kind of getting to travel all yeah, over the world yeah, a little bit with this cool. one artist. Picking sure up little inspirations of... from everywhere you sort of go exactly, along the way, yeah. maybe. It's all in the pot. Yeah. Um, the song was written after Kiki lost both her parents in a short period of time. Um, I don't know if that really, I, I couldn't tell from the lyrics and stuff. I mean, when you hear it, I mean, the nature of the song is so primal. Mm. I, I feel like it's more like raw emotion than necessary lyrical content okay, that yeah. she might have been feeding on there. Um, but it does say, so their lyrics in general and visuals draw a deep influence from like ancient Shinto mythology and the Japanese Matsurai, Matsurai. Uh, festivals that honour the local gods Kami and Sama. Nice. Kami Sama. Ah, this is cool. This is good. Yeah, that was cool, isn't it? Um, but the music is is what it's all about for me. It's so wonderfully weird oh, in the best nice. kind of way. Like they, no holds barred. No sound is off the table. Okay. And they, you can tell they just go for it. Whatever they feel like they want to put in, they put it in. Yeah. No messing about. I like that. I respect and that. It's, and because of that, it's quite surprising and interesting yes. which is refreshing yeah great. this is great this is great so let's play mum tells me um by yeah. whack whack kingdom
good. It's good, isn't it? So good. So surprising. It's so random, but in such like the right way, if yeah. that makes any sense. As soon as that first little like, yeah. vocal synthy bit comes it hooks in, it's you got in, me. doesn't it? Yeah, and then it's like, where are you, where are you and taking And all me? those little vocals at the end, like the little chorus type things, but sort of warped into different stuff. Oh, it's just very, yeah, very, fun. very different and very cool. Well, we're going somewhere completely different from that sound right now. Oh, okay. So we're going to travel, jump <laughs> on the give plane, travel to the <laughs> desert. Yeah. So we're going to the Sahara now. But we're not going to give you jet lag because it's a, it's a good, it's another great track. Um, well, I think this this episode is not necessarily about making a cohesive sound. No, it's about exploring exploring all the different sounds. Mm. So you might get whiplash, but it's good whiplash. It is. It's the best kind. It's, it's musical whiplash. Yeah, you should be jumping inspired to all different and sounds. yeah. In, in, I don't know. Excited so about it all. with with this episode in mind, I went digging to see if I could find any Tanari Wen because I really lo- oh, we really love their music. Tanari Wen is so good. Um, yeah, we've seen them live in Liverpool, and yeah, very very cool. Great music that just almost meditative. Right, it just takes you somewhere, but it's got that awesome groove underneath. But um, I didn't find Tanari when I did find a band called Terracaft. And then after looking into it all. Well, after playing it. So we played it, it and we were like, that's got such a Tanari when feel about it, hasn't yeah. it? And for a reason, really, maybe like. Yeah. So it, it turns out they're kind of, they were once part of Tanari when. So I, I'll rewind a bit. So um, Terracaft is a collective of Toreg musicians from the Sahara Desert region of northern Mali. And I think that's the sound, isn't it? It is all that's where it's all coming from, is this this place like and yeah, there's something in that desert that does something to them. Yeah, <laughs> some really cool music. Um and so they formed in two thousand and one with a lineup that includes two former members of Tanariwem. Um it's the the plural of Tanir, meaning deserts in their native language Tamashek. Um, which is Terracaft. Um, originally about a dozen members, uh, but they... Oh, sorry, I, I rewind. Tanariwen is the plural of uh, Tanir, meaning deserts. So Tanariwen means deserts. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Move and on. forwards again. Yeah. So there was originally about a dozen members in Tanariwen, but they reduced to seven with the others splitting off to form other bands, including this, Terracaft. Yes. And Terracaft means caravan in Tamashek. Um, and they have similarities in sound, but they are like slightly different. I think Terracaft has a slightly more bass heavy tone, especially compared to others in this genre, like desert blues. Yeah. It's very more like guitar laden. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But these have got a bit more of this heavy bass just anchoring it a bit more. It's subtle. Yeah. You might not notice it, but... I noticed it, and my research <laughs> helped me notice it. <laughs> I can't take all the credit. Uh, <laughs> Someone else had pointed it out, and, I, and then I listened. Like, oh yeah, okay, you kind of hear that. Um, so, desert blues, just as a little background, combines Touareg and African music with Western rock music. So already you can hear that it's going to be this melting pot mm. of cultures and influences, which and is sounds just great. and vibes. Yeah. So to rewind a bit, Tanariwen was actually formed in 1979 wow. uh, while exiled in Algeria. Uh, they formed a music collective while in military training wow. in Libya and aiming to write songs about issues facing the Touareg people. Hmm. So already I was like, oh man, this this is a deep one. There's yeah. a big backstory to this. This I need to try and understand what's going on. What war is this are we dealing with? So, so then the war in short, this okay. is... 
And this is very short to walk through the war that surrounds this story. Um, I didn't want to go into too much detail because it, it's complicated. It's really complicated. But so this is, as I understood it from my research, um, civil tension grew in Mali and Niger due to economic difficulties, famine, authoritarian governments and marginalized groups. Mm. Large numbers of Tuareg people fled to refugee camps in Algeria and Libya. There, some who blamed their respective governments for failing to aid communities in in need began to co-mingle and form rebellion groups. Mm, okay. And then, so that's the, where the military training in Libya, that's, oh, they okay, were forming right. rebellion groups to go against the government, I think. But it's so much more complicated than that, but that's just like a whistle-stop context. Right. So they returned to Mali in 1989 and then dedicated themselves to music full-time in 1991 after a peace accord was reached. Yeah. Uh, this was the first time like, Touareg music, uh, Touareg folk music had been adapted to be played with modern guitars <laughs> and brought to the world. Wow. So they had all this time. I mean, 1979, they were making music together, but it wasn't until much later that it actually got out to the world. They wanted to make that their life as well. Well, they probably always wanted to, but they were wrapped up in this whole thing against their people you know and, and the government and mm. complicated yeah 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 um but then they got to a point where they they could actually work on music more and uh yeah wow but it took it took so many years to get to a point where the rest of the world could hear what they've been making for years yeah um, oh, did, what did you say 91 so it was 79 so that's like over a decade then well it was 91 they dedicated themselves to music fully and I think it was around that time I can't I've got a note somewhere it might be 92 where they actually were able to release something that everyone Globally. could hear but yeah. before that they'd been playing as a group in in their country and in their region mm. and you know making music mm. so well, that's what's nice about this episode about like dipping into other areas of music and other like cultures and things that surround it that yeah. make things happen yeah i mean because it is brilliant nowadays that you can hear so much like we're not restricted because we have like the internet and things we're true. not restricted to just hearing what's in your country or what gets i gotta say when they when they started in 1979 they just didn't have the ability to get their music out no, there no. unless you were going to do a big physical release which costs a lot of money yeah exactly it's not like they had streaming that people could just be like listening into it no but that might also be a part of What's make, what makes it so special for that time? You know, it came out at a point when cassettes were doing well and things, you know. And yeah. It was the cassette that really launched them. Wow, really? Well, we'll get to that. Anyway, I've got an, another song to follow up, but um, let's let's play one of the one of Terracraft's tracks. So this is from 2011, the track Algahem. Oh, sorry, Algahalem. I hope I'm saying Al-Ghalem? that right. Algahalem. Algahalem. Okay. Maybe. We yeah. apologise if we're butchering it. Uh, yeah, it's, but anyway, um, it's a great track. Have a listen. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I'm the 
so much i genuinely just love that music i know those combination of influences so with their their gorgeous melodies mixed with that kind of underlying african rhythm that just keeps on going doesn't really change or steal your attention and then mix that with the guitar and western influence of rock music it really makes this magic meditative magic that just yeah flows along it puts i like, like we're it both still we're both still like you can still feel moving, it because it's that yeah constant, i think talking about it it's just so brilliant really gets you yeah and it, it's built on quite so they have like generally as part of that music you'll have like a lead guitarist that does like almost imitates the main melody the hmm. vocal and then you have another guitarist that's kind of just chugging along on this one chord. And that is part of what I think is sort like of the, the drone, isn't it? It's and then the bass really is nice. underneath just holding it down and, and the drums. I love it. I love that style. And that's yes. why I was, I was digging for Tenaro Wen. And I basically found it because they were part of Tenaro Wen and that is the sound I was But Terra Kaft, like so much respect. Such yes, a, great. Such a great band, such great music. Um, so much so that we're going to play. <laughs> we had to play. We couldn't just stop at one. Uh, yeah, I wanted to include just another snippet of something because this was interesting because obviously I was, I was initially looking for Tenaro Wen and this is a track from the early days of Tenaro Wen, but it's a new version by Terra Kaft. Yeah. So the track was released in 2008. It's called Argain Manine. 
from the album Ak Isadar debut album. It's their debut album. Um, and so what was interesting that to know when have a 2022 reissue of this, but it's it was released initially in 1992 hmm. called Kel Tinari which at the time was only released in Mali on cassette. Oh, this is your cassette thing. And I think were... it was this moment that they started to spread out to so the consciousness of the rest of the world. I think, from what I understood, and it was all kind of tapes that got it going. It's how we worked pre-internet. Yeah. But and relying on import and export. This, this particular session really captured something that people really latched onto. Nice. Um yeah. Oh, it's very, very cool. So let's play the. Let's play that. Yeah. This is Our Gain My Nine by Terracraft. So no doubt that's left you wanting more. So do go uh, look up a bit of Tanari One and Terracaf because uh, it's just so good. Good vibes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Right, where are we off to next then? Where are we on off our, to now? On Let's our worldwide travels. Grab your suitcase, we're off to Italy. Ooh, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Venice, actually. Ooh, romantic. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Cheese. Uh, um, so this is... We, we, I found an Italian composer from Venice called uh, Gigi Massin. I think that's how you say his name. Apologies if I've got it wrong. Um, and initially, I just found him as a composer and he was Italian. So I thought, oh, great, this fits in. This, this is really good. What I didn't then realize I would discover was that he's part of a, an, an artist that I love and listen to loads. I just didn't know he was behind it. Okay. So we're, we're going to end with that track. Oh, so but you're not giving that away yet? No, but you might get a bit of an idea when you listen to the snippet anyway. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know. So this will be uh, interesting. But I was excited. Okay. Because I love, I love the track as well. It's so, it's so good. Um. So the the track we're going to play, they're going to play a snippet of of his music from 1986, the track Clouds. Um, and this track featured on his first release, Wind, which was self-released and distributed for free in 1986. Ah, very cool. Yeah, got to respect a bit of DIY, DIY musoing. Yeah. Um, most of the remaining copies were destroyed when his house was flooded. Ah, oh, that sucks. And it then became a cult item after being sampled by Bjork wow. on a 2002 track, It's In Our Hands, from the Vespertine album. Oh, wow. I didn't know that either. I hadn't really put it together, oh, but I was like, oh, of cool course is it is. I went and listened. I was like, it's, of course, it's that riff. I wonder if she got one of the free copies he was giving out in 1986. I wonder how she came across it. But yeah, that, I mean, she, great choice. Great choice of, of sample to use, and it really works well on that album. Mm. I think that's my favourite Bjork album. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is I, pretty... I love the micro-ness of it. Um, anyway, so when he was 18 years old, he was a radio DJ for 10 years. 
But then he found himself looking for work because public radio stations were closing down due to changes, changes in legislation. Okay. I think he had quite free reign while he was DJ and he could play whatever he wanted and talk about whatever he wanted. Yeah, like, like an old worldy podcast, really. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I imagine he was probably reined in a lot and uh, the studios were being restricted, probably lost listeners. And So was it after that he down. decided to do music? Or? So after that, then in the late 70s, he experimented a lot with tapes by reversing them, slowing them down, looping them and adding field recordings on top. And this led to his first release. Yeah, really fun. Um, which went on to be sampled and reworked as part of another project, which is the one I know. Which you're not going to tell which us I'll yet. I'm going to tell you after. Okay. So just, um, maybe you'll already know. When you listen to this, so this is Clouds by Gigi Mason. Mason. Um, just see if you recognise the track and this is where it started. Okay. it's gorgeous yeah you know there's that main riff which just hypnotizes me on, on this version he's got those nice pianos which you know i love a bit of piano anyway but um this then in in 2014 he became part of an ambient group in amsterdam called gaussian curve mm. i don't know if that name rings any bells yet um but in the ambient world you know this this good stuff it, it is a really good track good and stuff. i play this all the time I, I love this and it's part of my own playlist ambient and well, we've, we've had aside from the music we've had loads of conversations about this band just for how perfect the name is for the type of music as well <laughs> it does it does seem to fit the sound it's one of them kind of ones uh so the musicians involved are Gigi mason who's italian johnny nash who's scottish Oh, and Marco Sturk, who's Dutch. So we're kind of traveling around the world a bit more. I thought it covered a lot of boxes there. That's fun. I didn't know that it was like a nice little... I know. And they all came pot. together in Amsterdam in 2014 to record. That seems like a fitting place as well to, to find all these musicians from different parts. <laughs> Maybe. Parts yeah. of the world. Um, so they recorded the album Clouds in two days in March 2014. Wow. And then they released it in 2015. And uh, we're going to leave you on the track Broken Clouds. Yeah, so the original was Clouds, wasn't it? And this is Broken Clouds. This is Broken Clouds, which this. is heavily featuring that riff. But oh. it's just been, it's, they've added other bits mm. and made it so that it can just go on and on and be vibey and stuff. And it's so basically lose the yourself. same riff you can totally that, lose that Bjork sampled as well. It's, it's all built around that one riff that's just a little piece of magic that keeps on giving. Mm. <laughs> that's it so yeah we're gonna we're gonna finish it we're off gonna leave you on that so we are adam and paula from the dating club and you've been listening to the wise choice podcast thanks as always for tuning in and we'll catch you next time yep bye, bye.
If you enjoyed our show, you might also like Composing Myself. It's another wise music podcast which features interviews with composers and writers getting into the nitty gritty about how they write and their process behind it all. You can find links to it in our podcast or just search for Composing Myself on your platform of choice.